Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Tuesday, April 11th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Noah Osborne. And I'm Christina Lulich. Here's What's What in the Big Apple. There are two new health centers opening today in New York City. The Cohen Family Wellness Center is a new facility in Queens. It offers multiple levels of mental health care for New Yorkers with serious emotional disturbances and substance use disorders. The Child Center of New York and the Stephen and Alexandra Cohen Foundation partnered up to create the establishment. It's meant to specifically support young residents and their families. Also, Columbia University's College of Dental Medicine opened a new facility to help New Yorkers gain access to health care this morning. It includes dental chairs and an exam table that will help provide health care in underserved neighborhoods like the South Bronx, Northern Manhattan, and West Harlem. This way, New Yorkers will be, you know, less reluctant to receive services, that they can, you know, certainly have those great early experiences, especially for children, um, that older adults who maybe otherwise are not covered with dental insurance. That was Dr. Bianna Roik. She's an associate professor and senior associate dean for clinical affairs for the College of Dental Medicine at Columbia University. New York Governor Kathy Hochul nominated a new candidate for chief judge of the State Court of Appeals this week. Out of seven finalists for the role, the governor selected Judge Rowan Wilson. If confirmed, Wilson would be the first black person to serve as chief judge. Wilson would continue to serve as one of the seven justices in the state's highest court which could greatly influence legal rulings as they pertain to the ongoing case against former President Trump. Following the strike at Rutgers, university administrators have agreed not to seek a court injunction to stop striking faculty members. According to the university, as long as striking faculty members make progress on negotiations, legal action will not be necessary. Three faculty unions representing about 9,000 members began picketing yesterday, marking the first-ever teacher strike in the university's more than 250-year history. The strike has led to class cancellations across the university's campus. The East River is known for flowing beneath some of New York's most iconic landmarks. It connects the New York Harbor and the Long Island Sound. And lately, it's been attracting a number of tourists, but specifically ones who are not human. The NYPD Harbor Unit received a call yesterday about a dog in distress battling the current of the river. And when officers arrived, they realized that the dog was actually a coyote. It's now in the care of veterinarians. There was another special spotting in the East River, but it was a creature that you may not typically see in the city. A dolphin was swimming in the river near 96th Street, a rare sighting to say the least. Taylor Swift is typically receiving all kinds of musical honors, but this weekend she will be receiving a key to Tampa. In honor of her three-night stand at Raymond James Stadium, Tampa Mayor Jane Castor not only gave Swift a key to the city, but also the title of honorary mayor. Other cities where Swift performed have done things like change their names and make grand street signs, but Tampa had to take it a step further as Mayor Castor says they're a city that never goes out of style. Noah, it's a sad day in music history today. Oh my gosh, why? Well, this is the week where some of music history's most famous band breakups happened. Like in 1970, Paul McCartney called a temporary break from the Beatles. And on April 11th of the same year, Peter Green of Fleetwood Mac announced he was leaving the band to follow his religious beliefs. Strike Accord is WFUV's public service campaign. Each quarter, we choose to highlight nonprofits in the New York City area. 
that do work centered around a specific theme. This quarter, our focus is the heart of art. We take a look at organizations that use various mediums to spread kindness and hope in our community. WFUV's Isabel Danzis has more. Hello, I'm Liz Hopfan, and I'm the founder and executive director of Free Arts NYC. Could you start by just briefly describing what Free Arts does? So Free Arts' uh, mission is to empower youth from underserved communities through art and mentoring programs to help them to develop their creativity, confidence, and the skills that they need to succeed. Uh, we do this by working with over 30 different schools, community centers, transitional housing sites, and different social service agencies throughout um, the five boroughs in underserved neighborhoods. Could you describe what some of the programs are? Free Arts has um, two core programs. Our Free Arts Day program is for children between the ages of six and 12, and it takes place after school, during school breaks, and in the summer. And each child is paired with a volunteer for an afternoon of art making and mini mentoring. And the individualized attention, I think, is really important um, because many of the young people that we work with don't often have that um, in their lives. And then the Teen Arts Program is for young people um, between the ages of 13 and 21, so middle school through high school. And there are multiple tracks. There is a portfolio development track where we help them to put together uh, portfolios to apply to specialized art high schools or colleges. Uh, we have a creative lab track where we're introducing them to uh, what different careers in the art world could be like. And then we have an internship program which places um, students in a paid internship. Why is increasing ac access to art important for these kids, but also all the other programs, why is kind of providing them with those resources important? I mean, I think increasing access to art is important for everybody. You know, what we're focused on is really um, building equity within the arts. I think we live in a city where, you know, um, close to 70% of the population um, are comprised of people of color, yet half of that population is in a creative field. So I think we're trying to um, really help expose young people to art uh, so that we can level the playing field and so that they can see that um, that art can be an important part of their life and their career in the future. Okay, and then what type of barriers exist in the art community? New York City is the cultural capital of the world, yet so many of the students that we work with um, uh, you know, that are living in disadvantaged neighborhoods or attending schools that don't have opportunities have really little or no exposure to the arts. And I don't think that people realize that you can walk into a museum, you can walk into a gallery. There's a lot of free, great cultural things. There's art every day on our street. And so I think that we're really trying to break down those barriers by introducing students, by introducing them to the art world, the art community, providing that access, taking them to artist studio visits, taking them to museum visits. We've brought kids in many, many many cases over the years, the first time they've ever walked into a New York City museum. And that's free to anybody with a student ID. And, and that should be something that should not be intimidating. And that should be something that um, everybody is, is aware of and feels comfortable in that setting. And then I guess, kind of how do you think that the people that free art serves benefit from your services? You know, obviously the kids that you help, but also their families and just the general community. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Exposure to the arts, um, I think, does does so much more. Um, you know, it teaches self confidence. It teaches self expression. Um, it it really, um, you know, I think um, 
building social emotional skills, you know, building um, the ability to self-manage, to contribute, to feel confident. I think being part of an art community um, for many young people, you know, give them something to feel feel good about themselves. Art should be, you know, it has no barriers and art is, is really helps level the playing field. So I think that um, that learning about art and being exposed to art just really helps translate into so many other areas of, of a young person's life. That was WFUV's Isabel Dantas speaking to Liz Hopfan about Free Arts NYC and their work expanding access to art in the city. And that's our show for today. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm Noah Osborne. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, and culture. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.